All right, we are back. It is September 1st. Wake me up when it ends. We are on the churn at the churn fantasy football. That is Connor Boddington sitting alongside me at Connor Bods underscore FF. I am your co-host, Joe DeFrancesco at JDFran14. How how are you today? Doing well. September means we're getting right to Labor Day which means right after that, it is time for football. It's NFL. I mean, there's college football going on now too, but we got NFL coming up soon. We're getting down. Preseason's over. We got one more weekend, and then it's the whole shebang starts. And you're wishing for September to end, but come on, man. End of September, we're already past week three. The season's going to be like almost a quarter way over at that point. I know. I Don't know. be rushing burying, it. Listen, I'm burying an ax into that joke and murdering it. That is, this is a subtweet about work. Let me tell you what, everything outside of work has been lovely. We have football right around the, right around the corner. I have two more redrafts. I have tomorrow night and I have Sunday. I'll see you there. We're going to be taking on the alehouse live at the churn flagship year 10. We're finally getting out and we're doing a venue for the league I bet you Noah forgets the trophy. I'm going to have to tell him three times. I'm excited. And we got one week till kickoff. Cut day happened. 53-man rosters are set. We had some big news this week. Uh, In small doses, I feel like a lot of just big, shocking news. Cam Newton cut by the Patriots. Mac Jones is the guy. We talked about it before the NFL draft. I said, don't let Bill Belichick get Mac Jones on the Patriots and he is starting week one. How do you feel about everything going on there? Yeah, I feel like the cam news kind of put a damper on everything else in terms of cut news. Like we were talking about it ahead of the show. We were like, Oh, like what else is there to talk about? And I was like, well, it doesn't feel like there were a lot of other notable cuts made. Um, obviously there were some here or there, but I mean, cam was definitely the biggest. Now, do you think the cut, came as bill wanting to try to do cam a solid to let him go compete for a job somewhere is it hey this is our guy we want to avoid any distractions not distractions but like people in the media where it's like if mac has a game where he throws three interceptions oh where's cam where's cam when are we going to see cam like what are your kind of thoughts on the cut and just kind of the patriots in general i'm excited for all their guys though for sure more with mac than i ever was with cam Personally, I think that Cam Newton was a fun experiment in New England. He never fit the offense that they run there. He was never a scheme fit, and he wasn't very good as a passer for the Patriots. So you really limit your offer, your offense. I think he brings a, a great run game. He's a goal line back. He can you know pick up first downs with his legs, and occasionally he's still good throwing the football, but what have you seen for the past 20 years with the Patriots under Bill Belichick? It's a guy who's going to be able to stand in the pocket and get the football to their playmakers. Mac Jones won the job. He was outplaying Cam in the preseason. There was no room for Cam as the backup to Mac Jones because when you bring in Cam Newton, let's say as a backup, if something happens with Mac Jones, you have to implement a completely different offense. So what this is going to allow for the Patriots to do is implement one offense all year 
and they can find a backup that has a similar skill set to what they're looking for. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's not going to be a distraction. I think that, you know, people will be clamoring for, uh, you know, if there are bad games, you know, maybe Cam Newton's, but this is going to let him go and maybe find a, a job elsewhere. Can he be a starter? I think yes, but it's got to be in the right scheme fit. And right now there are better dual threat quarterbacks in the NFL than him. He's just not that MVP talent anymore that we saw years ago. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad. It really kind of sucks to see um, because he was so much fun to watch back. What year was that? 2015 when he won MVP. I mean, that season he put together was one of the most fun. I think seasons we've seen in a, in a while. And obviously like dating back into college, Cam was a playmaker there and put up arguably the greatest season of all time at quarterback. Um, so it does really kind of suck to see. I mean, Cam was one of those guys who I remember like his first game in the league. And now you're starting to see him kind of not leaving the league, but he's definitely at the end of his career. And I don't know about you, but it's weird, like starting to see these guys for anyone who doesn't know, Joe and I are both on the younger side. I'm 26 or 25. Um, so for us, this is kind of like our first kind of experience seeing guys who we really grew up with and like really like watched their career from start to finish. And it just sucks that we're seeing that right now. with Cam. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we get another few years out of them, but I don't, I don't see him ever really returning to being a weekly starter. Who's a difference maker, at least in the league. Um, but on the Patriots side of it, pass catching wise, I mean, Jacoby Myers, I think continues to be a huge value in redraft. I don't think Mac is going to like blow things up this year. I don't think the Patriots offense is going to be like this juggernaut offense. Like we used to see from the old Patriots back in like kind of that first um, dynasty that they had. But I mean, I think Myers is going to be a great value. I think James White probably gets a little bit of a bump. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I feel like he's probably going undrafted right now in a lot of leagues. And we've seen the pass catching back for the Patriots always was valuable now we need to see, is that a Brady thing? Is that a system? Of the, is that like an offensive system type deal? Like, not totally sure there, but I, I think James White is a guy who I would feel confident taking a flyer on um, later in drafts. And then obviously, I think the tight ends, Janu and Hunter Henry might be a little bit of a value as well. What are your thoughts on some of the other pass catchers for the, uh, for the Patriots? It depends on if like you're regarding James White as a pass catcher for the Patriots, which I think he is. They have good running backs. Um, Damian Harris, I think, is a benefactor here for sure, because we're no longer decide. We're no longer deciding is Cam Newton going to QB sneak it or is he going to steal a five yard rushing touchdown from the goal line because he scrambled? We don't know if Mac Jones has this spectacular QB sneak game that Brady had. I think he's perfected it. I mean, you know, he's like one of the best QB sneak quarterbacks in the NFL. Ten rushes minus 10 yards, but 10 touchdowns somehow because. He, yeah. he scores touchdowns doing it, but he's also taken more kneel downs than every quarterback in the league. But um, I think for Damian Harris, and I think this is also going to be good for Ramondre Stevenson. I'm, I'm hoping to see some, some law firm in him. That's making this Patriots running back room feel more like the impossible days of guessing which running back is going to do it. Is it going to be Rex Burkhead? Is it going to be B.J.? GE is a James White, Brandon Bolden. Is he going to get snaps? Like, it's you're missing my favorite. Sorry, uh, you're missing my favorite guy of the bunch, Deion Lewis. 
That's yeah, uh, that, those those couple seasons. Oh man, I loved. It. He saved my ass and butter a few years. But uh, um, but yeah, go. Sorry to cut you off there. No, you're good. And I I agree though with Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith. You're playing you're playing with upside in a big way with the Patriots offense right now on the tight end position, especially in tight end premium leagues. Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith are both not free of injury history. No. Hunter Henry's not free of injury history. He's a great pass catching tight end. Jonathan Smith is a freak athlete still. Bill Belichick has seen that and he's spoken highly of him for years. He's also spoken very highly of Hunter Henry in the NFL for years. This is not a guessing game by Bill Belichick. This is a calculated move to run 12 personnel and have a good quarterback throwing the football to them. He spent money on offense. He paid a first round draft pick for Mac Jones and he's starting him week one. He's not saying I need an injury to happen for my next guy to to come in. He said he won the job and it almost feels like he's having a a little bit of fun with the offense and the team where that's kind of dangerous. I've never really seen Bill Belichick have fun. And like, like we're talking about with upside on these tight ends, all it takes is one dang, even if it's a two week period where Hunter Henry's out or John U. Smith is out. Both of these tight ends on any given week are top six options, streaming options. If you're waiting, 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 these are not bottom of the barrel passing catchers. Someone's going to win here. And I, and I think if you are smart, I haven't really been doing this. Um, I think, I think this is great for best ball. This is going to be mega, mega value for daily fantasy this year. Both of these guys have the opportunity to smash at any point. So I'm happy you brought that up. Yeah. And I want to say too, like, I don't think either of us are saying he's, they're going to be weekly starts like guys who you lock in your lineups. Like, no, that, that's not the case. I think you got to play the matchups, right. And like what you're saying, best ball DFS, like you're going to get some big games, I think from both these guys in their own way. John, I mean, they line him up in the backfield. They gave, they ran a toss sweep with him in the preseason. Like I, no other tight end is doing that right now, besides maybe Kyle Pitts. But even then, I, I don't think Kyle Pitts could take a carry out of the backfield. And we saw what he did on a catch and run this weekend. Looked incredible. Kyle um, Pitts catch alert. Number number one. Yeah, one of one right now. That's fine. That's <laughs> he fine. has just as many as Jamar Chase and about five less targets. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I really like Janu. Other guys, too. I mean, there's Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. I'm not – look, I'm excited for the Patriots offense. I'm not looking to get – Nelson Aguilar or Kendrick Bourne, maybe guy to keep an eye on is like a deep kind of punt play, not punt play, but like in DFS, if you're looking for a very, very cheap guy, maybe that's when you look at going Aguilar Bourne, but I need to see more out of the Patriots offense before I go looking for their wide receiver too. You know, I know Nelson Aguilar stat line from last year by heart. Uh, I'm not going to bring it up because I'm blanking on it, but he had a great stat line. He's going to, he's going to do very fine in deeper leagues. He's worth a shot. Jacoby Myers is the flashy name right now. Myers is good. I'm well, what I was going to say is with a little bit of touchdown regression to the mean for him, he should be a top 24 option. But in the case that let's say barring injury, that is a pathway for both Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne guys that Bill Belichick spent money on. They're going to see the football go where the money goes. This offense, it doesn't mean Mac Jones is going to be a smash. But Teddy Bridgewater produced three top 24 PPR receivers last year. 
Mac Jones is more accurate. And I think he's a better quarter, like a thrower of the football, if you will. And you might start to see this offense become sneaky, whether it's, you know, the tight ends coming into uh, the top 12 PPR um, or, you know, Jacoby Myers and maybe one of him or Nelson Aguilar sneaking into like the top 24, top 30, maybe. And I think you'd be fine with that if you got that out of these guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just so people know, too, like when we say regression to the mean, it doesn't just mean like, hey, you're going to actually regress it. It means like, hey, Myers, I don't I think he had what, two touchdowns last year? He had zero. He goosed it. He goosed like in, he, it just like the target volume and like he's actually a very, very good player, which is why I was saying that before when I cut off Joe. I was just like, yeah, he's a good player because like he is a very good player. And I mean, he he did pretty well, I would say, last year, all things considered, considering he had no touchdowns and you had to play with Cam last year. So when we say regression to the mean, it means actually positive regression um, in situations like Myers. It's not as bad as it sounds. Yeah, it's a good thing. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, other th- other news we just kind of hit upon it here. Kyle Pitts, catch alert. KPFC is very happy. That's the Kyle Pitts fan club. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, done for the year. Irv Smith, done for the year. That's yeah, why you hammer running back early. I will, I will not, I will not allow victory laps for zero running backs on this podcast. Zero running back strategy is the strategy of luck. Robust drafting running back rooms. That's how you shove it down your, your opponent's throats on a weekly basis. That's why you get three, four really good options um, and have a backup plan in place to kind of adjust to the news. We're down. We're not out at run, running back truther territory, but these injuries suck. I mean, if you're you're seeing on Twitter, there's dynasty teams with ETN, Akers, Dobbins, any mixture of the two or three. Hey, you're not looking good for 2021. It's it really sucks when they can't make it out of the preseason, and that's just a fluke injury. I mean, it wasn't even non-contact. He just got crunched. Uh, definitely looked very painful. Uh, what were your What were your thoughts on that? And what do you think about Ravens running back room in 2021? So a couple of thoughts. One, I had I had one redraft league where I had Dobbins, but I went running back the first three rounds. Obviously, not not thrilled with the injury, um, and would rather have J.K. But because it was my running back three, it was a little bit easier to kind of stomach. And, and kind of find a plan for while if I went wide receiver tight end early and I got Dobbins as my running back one or running back two, I mean, your season, it's not shot, but you, you're in a lot worse of a position. So I think this just kind of is another example, like what you were saying, hammer running back early and often. I, I am feeling like I need to walk away with at least three running backs in the first four rounds, who I feel confident with. I feel like that's pretty much what I'm what I'm seeing. And I know a lot of guys who are listening to this are in our draft on Sunday. I'm sure you are kind of feeling the same way I do. And but I, I have a feeling we're probably going to be walking out with similar rosters construction um, in terms of the other running backs. Obviously, Gus Edwards gets a bump. Uh, Tyson Williams, I think I pronounced that right, um, is now going to be the Tyson. Two. I don't know. There's the apostrophe in between the Y and the S. So I, I don't, don't overthink it. You know, don't overthink uh, it. Tyson. So what do you think? Regardless, <laughs> we got Tyson Williams now, who's supposedly going to be taking up like they feel confident with him. And he's going to fill that Gus role, which the Gus role has been very valuable. Like I was totally fine having Gus and potentially starting him even with JK healthy. 
Um, so I think that this is obviously going to be just another guy you kind of need to keep your eye on. Maybe you take a shot on kind of later rounds of the draft. Now I do feel like they probably bring someone in. What do you think there? Potentially the running back one for the Ravens is Lamar Jackson. He's the yeah. number one benefactor. Also, he's got two receivers on IR. He's going to be running around, dancing, doing what he's got to do. Gus Edwards, not really a pass catcher. This is going to be interesting because I think J.K. Dobbins flashed pass catching rack a little bit better than any other option that they had on their team. They don't really have a pass catching back per se. Gus is hell. Maybe, but is he that? Is he even good? No. Like you know, Tyson Williams. We're no. talking about him because you read and you're like, eh, they're maybe a little iffy on on Justice Hill. He might be the three. My my worry is we should not be drafting Gus Edwards as a guy that you're looking to start weekly in in your offense, at least for PPR. I mean, he's not going to be a pass catcher. You're talking it's about a, Gus, so you would not. I'm, I'm talking about Gus. I'm actually fading. And I had a question for you, but I'm, I'm fading him because he's not shown that he's a workhorse. They're going to turn this into a committee. And I think the prime benefactor is going to be Lamar Jackson from this. Where? Okay. So Andy Holloway asked this on Twitter. Um, Gus Edwards right now, or James Robinson, James Robinson and James Robinson by a mile. The that's yeah, that's by a mile for me. I don't, I don't think it's by a mile. I do agree it's James Robinson, but to me, they're, they're hand in hand. Like if you prefer Gus Edwards, I get it. It's a better offense. One that we've seen produce it. And I trust the Ravens a whole hell of a lot more than I trust the Jaguars and urban Meyer. I don't trust urban Meyer right now. He continues to give Carlos Hyde snaps in the preseason, even when ETN was healthy. So I am just not super – I'm not as stoked as I was for James Robinson. I, Both guys, I'm happy with them as my RB3 at this point. If I'm walking away with them in the fourth, fourth or fifth round, like I can live with that. Fourth might be a little bit rich depending on the format. PPR, I think you're right. If we're doing – like with the butter being a standard draft, I would feel okay walking away with Gus in the fourth. Yeah, my other question. No, but. no, that was the other guy I was going to ask. I was going to throw a third name in there because we've had three big injuries. I was going to, I was going to throw Daryl Henderson in there. Like, where are I'm you not. ranking James Robinson, Gus Edwards, and Daryl Henderson? I'm actually fading the backups to these injuries outside of James Robinson in the right spot, and I'm still not taking James Robinson any earlier than any earlier than the fourth, or I mean, sorry, any earlier than the fifth. For these guys, so, and Gus Edwards is going to fall into the six for me if I'm if I'm drafting. I just I'm not winning leagues with them. So I'll be honest, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to have a single share of Henderson. I don't want to take him till like the seventh or the eighth. I just don't want any parts of that Rams backfield. I think we saw it last year early in the season. It was kind of a disaster where there were some weeks where it's like Malcolm Brown is scoring three touchdowns and, and Henderson is getting no work next week. You're seeing Henderson get all the carries and you're seeing acres. Obviously acres isn't there, but they added Sony. I don't know. I am probably just going to avoid, just avoid that backfield. I feel like it's going to be a headache. I, I don't really want to deal with it. And Henderson has shown he can't stay healthy. So I just, I, I don't want to, I'm personally, I'm not taking that risk. And I have these two guys way ahead of a way ahead of Henderson. Yeah, it's for me. It's uh, it's gonna be. Uh, to be honest, I'm probably going James Robinson, Daryl Henderson, Gus Edwards. 
I, I think that's over uh, wow. at the bottom of that. And and that's just because of the work, the workload. I think another prime benefactor we're forgetting about him and we haven't talked about him all, all year. Really? He's not a running back, but with JK Dobbins going down, Bateman hurt banged up miles Boykin banged up. I don't know what's going on with Hollywood. I think he's okay. I tell you what, I couldn't name. I have no idea who their other receivers are. You can't forget about Mark, Mark Andrews. It could be one of those love stories where it's like Lamar Jackson needs a safety blanket and he needs Mark Andrews in a very big way this year. And he's going to so, be a, a benefactor of these, of oh, these yeah. injuries. For sure. No, I mean, I like Andrews and honestly, I, I think I like Andrews more than I like Hawkinson. I think they're probably right there, but I also I, love the safety blanket for yeah Goff this I, year. Tight end wise, I just prefer to go upside. I feel Hawkinson will probably be safer week to week. I want the guy who I think is pr- going to score more touchdowns. I think that's Andrews. I will say Hollywood returned to practice, and they did add Sammy Watkins, who I know fantasy wise doesn't do anything for you, but I mean Sammy Watkins might be the most complete receiver that we've seen Lamar throw to in a regular season game. And yeah, in a regular season game, I was going to say, you know, once Bateman gets healthy, I yeah, hope he kind of steps sure. right back into for it. Sure. But that that injury could could linger. I mean. Yeah. For dynasty, you're like you're kind of just going to be like whatever. Like receivers have a very long career. Bateman's going to be fine. You like do a little dance with redraft this year with him. He's going undrafted in most leagues. I feel like I think he should be. I don't. I don't see why, unless you are talking, you're in like a 16 team with three flex, like ten, not ten bench deep. But if you're in like a very very deep league, then yeah, sure, with an IR, toss him on there. But even then, like I'm not. They don't have enough passing volume where I'm going to feel comfortable about drafting Bateman and redraft coming off an injury when we don't really know when he's coming back. Um, yeah. But that's, that's just me. Um, so it looks like, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on, but I've lost sleeper. Um, super just <laughs> won't load for me. I, I tried Googling uh, Jacoby Myers before and it wasn't working, but I just Googled Hollywood and it came up. So I don't know if there's something weird going on right now with the internet, but we're still here. Show's going well. I'm able to shoot out text. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if you're kind of seeing that same thing. I am no, we are not tangent here. Listeners. We're in a different place. I think I'm good to go. I'm yeah. looking at, I got show sheet in front of me. The lights are blaring. I feel like I'm in a, uh, I honestly, I feel like I'm in like a, I don't know, a little bit of like a room on, here. on the TV set. Like, I'm just, yeah. Like the lights are, are blaring. Like, you know, you step out start to, sweating. Like, a, like a hospital or something. I feel like the lights yeah. are very bright. Like I'm going into the operation room and what am I operating on? It's fantasy football. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the operator. Here we go. Um, Okay. Bakhtiari on pup. That's the last little tidbit of news here. Do we care? Does it matter for the Packers offense for six weeks or are we reading into it? What do we think? No, I don't. I'm not moving any of my Packers and how I feel about them. Like I'm not fading any of them. Like if you were taking Rod, if you want to take Rogers and you were taking him early, I mean, you're still going to do that. I don't think you worry as much about Bakhtiari missing. I think Aaron Jones, if you feel strongly as I do about him, I'm not super concerned. I think Jones would be the one out of the big three between Rogers and Adams. I'm a little bit concerned about um, just because obviously you mentioned it too pre-show. They, they lost Corey Lindsley. The center, I think, is a little bit more worrisome when it comes to the run game rather than a guy like Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari is arguably, if not the best, pass-blocking tackle in the game. 
Um, so obviously that is going to hurt Rogers a little bit, but he's a beast. I'm not, I'm not super concerned about Rogers without back Tiari. Um, I don't know if you're kind of feeling the same way, maybe Tunyon. I don't know if maybe they're going to take him off the field for more of a blocking tight end option and, and kind of stay in to, to help block. Maybe you see a few less third down snaps for Jones, but like, no, no Jamal Williams. So I don't know who is going to be that like pass blocking back on the team. Is it going to be Dylan? Is it Kylan Hill? Like who's going to be that pass blocking guy? I don't, I don't know anything about Dylan or Hill when it comes to pass pro. I don't know if you do, but I just like, that's something kind of to watch. I admittedly, I have not watched a ton of those situations in the preseason. Hmm. You brought up Bob Tunyon. What do you know about Bob Tunyon besides his breakout year last year? 600 and change, 10 tutties. What do we know, know about with, him? I know he's boys with George Kittle. Yeah. Is he Kittle light? Can he block? Is he a blocker? I don't. Or is he just happen, happening so, to score touchdowns from Rodgers? So here's my thought process here, because admittedly, I don't know, guys. Hand up. I don't watch a ton of Bob Tunyon run blocking snaps. I'm sorry. I just don't do it. He was listed. He did have wide receiver eligibility last year. If you remember, I do. I do. So I'm wondering if he's like a converted, if he's more of like a converted wide receiver going to tight end. Um, let's see if my Google machine wants to work. Let's see what position he played. So he went to Indiana state. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. All right. Oh, dude, the Sycamores, like shout out Bishop Sycamore. Yeah. So he was a wide receiver in college. Yeah. Um, no. So Tanyan, Tanyan. Oh, I think it's Tanyan. I, you got me to say Tanyan. It is Tanyan. Like is it Tanyan? Okay. Google it. Well, regardless, he is a, he was a wide receiver in college. So I don't think blocking is his specialty. Just a, just a hunch. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it is news. It's newsworthy. A lot of guys opened up on the pup uh, that I think, you know, was expected. Michael Thomas, pup. Jeff Wilson, pup. Not that, like, that matters. I, I'm I'm noticing all these guys that are hurt and on the IR or on the pup because my dynasty rosters are getting decimated. decimated. Melting pot, trying to go back to back. Losing Bateman, ETN. To begin, it's that's rough. I, I drafted these guys as as depth, and half of my draft class got blown up by injury. I should have just kept hurts and p- picked two guys there. Yeah. I, I had four. I had four seconds. I traded up to get the ETN. Um, there's been a lot of news related around a lot of cuts, a lot of injury designations. Um, was was anything that like surprised you the most? Besides Cam getting cut, like what, like over this last week, what has really surprised you the most? I think the biggest surprise cut for me was Tyron Johnson, a guy who you and I talked about because I know we were talking he could potentially win the wide receiver three job. Like he could be that third guy. I mean, it seems like right now, is that pretty much going to be Josh Palmer? Is he kind of it's Josh Palmer's season? He's yeah. good, he's a good football player, and I, I knew nothing about him, but his preseason his his camp has been really good and he's actually got a good body size like he looks like fit um i i actually if we had tyrone johnson t billy he's gonna be a a steal for the jacks he's a deep threat and he he has game breaking speed jalen guyton and him have interchangeable 
skill sets. But here's the issue. If Jalen Guyton goes down, we have no speed. We are just tall and slow. Mike Williams, Donald Parham, Jared Cook. In the middle, there's going to be Palmer and Keenan underneath. underneath and Guyton can shoot. He can shoot the nine route. But yeah. Uh, I, I, I worry, I worry about that. I don't think KJ Hill was really showing anything to be the guy that made the team. We cut Joe Reed and we cut Tyron Johnson. Uh, we cut Jason Moore. Uh, he's one of the co-hosts of the fantasy footballers. That's a joke. RIP. We, we did cut somebody named Jason Moore though. He's been on the roster on and off throughout the, uh, throughout the season. But I think it really, it just came down to like, that was definitely a chargers fan base favorite, but he ended up on the Jags. And they let Colin Johnson go, and he ended up on the Giants. So guys are finding homes quickly after cut day, um, and that, and that's good to see. You know, obviously a lot of guys that should be making roster seem to be bouncing around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm excited for Tyron Johnson. I think he could easily win that wide receiver four job down there. And Marvin Jones is kind of getting up there in age, um, so I could see him maybe in a year kind of taking over that role. Who knows though? I mean, I thought the same thing about Colin Johnson, but that clearly never happened. I I don't care about Colin Johnson now that he's on the Giants. I'll be honest. I so we got Galladay, Shepard, Tony, Slayton. Now you're talking him like Colin Johnson is the wide receiver five potentially. I mean, yeah, I don't I, I don't totally see him being able to carve out a role there. But I mean, obviously they use they used a waiver priority on him right now. So we'll see. Besides that, any other surprise cuts for me? I was surprised that we didn't see any movement in the in the backfield of the Texans. That one kind of surprised me that we didn't see one of those guys either get traded or cut. I don't know. Maybe they will get traded shortly. Like, I could really see the Ravens going and making a move for David Johnson or, um, or Mark Ingram, obviously. So, I don't know. I, I am surprised that we didn't see more running back movement. Another thing we missed before – Tariq Cohen starting on the PUP list. Oh, that's who we – yeah, when we were talking yeah. about Pup, I, I just completely missed that name. I mean, that yeah. bodes well for David Montgomery redraft, and that also bodes well for Damian Williams. Yeah, I think Williams is a guy who, in deeper leagues, you need to keep an eye on. Maybe in your more shallow leagues, if you have Monty, you're like, hey, if you want to handcuff your guy, go get Damian Williams. I mean, he's we've seen him perform in the playoffs. Like he, He's a good running back. So – I think he's a guy just who's, who's really going to benefit from six weeks, right? When you're on the pup. So IR is, yeah. So IR is now three pup is six. Then there's like a longer term IR. Um, but so there's a bunch of different injury designations now. So just make sure, even though you're seeing IR actually read the news and notes about him on whatever fantasy app you're using and make sure that your guy is actually out for the season before you go drop him, or if it's just, Hey, we're putting them on the short term. IR um, that should all be in there, but that way you're just not going and dropping a guy who's only out for three weeks with a sprained ankle. Um, just a little bit of a, a tidbit there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other news. I mean, I have a question for you. Um, okay. Any people that you're excited that made rosters after the first cut day? I, I felt like this is a good question for you. You had some exciting things to say. Oh, you knew, you know who it is. Elijah Mitchell, baby. He did not play. He played one game in the preseason and Wayne Gallman looked pretty good. So I thought for sure Gallman was going to make the team. Gallman did not for anyone who hasn't listened. Yeah, he will. He will. For anyone who has not listened to our episode of Scott Barrett, go back, listen to it. 
um him and i have a discussion regarding elijah mitchell and i was getting really bummed out when he just kept being inactive week one and week two of preseason now right now they're saying he's only going to be the kick returner i'm fine with that baby steps get him on the field we've seen what happens with the niners backfield guys will come out of nowhere give you value so if i i will victory lap on twitter so hard if elijah mitchell just has one of those niners running back weeks i will be (laughs) extremely unbearable when this happens um if it happens i really hope it does um but yeah i don't know anyone i got one for you i got one yeah i know you said we're redraft focused right now but i'm really happy for dwayne haskins making this uh the steelers roster Uh, i'm gonna throw this out there he's winston part two he's the heir apparent not mason rudolph to ben roethlisberger in steelers and i think he's gonna have a rejuvenated career real was happy to see him there and he is gonna be fine i think he's gonna be fine there yeah, and I think that Steelers is kind of the perfect place for him to be. And just kind of having that leadership from Tomlin and Big Ben is really going to do wonders for him. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty much all that I got tonight. I don't know if there's anything else you got or you want to hit on tonight, but, yeah. No, honestly, so. I am good. I am excited for – I got two drafts left. We'll see what happens. We will definitely be tweeting out some live tweets from the churn on Sunday and then bring on Thursday, baby. September yep, 9th, right around the corner. Yep. Ohio State, Minnesota on Thursday night, too, this week. So check that one out. You got Garrett Wilson um, and Chris Olave, the wide receiver for Ohio State, both of who are probably going to be first-round picks. So Dynasty guys, keep an eye on that. All right. Love it. And don't forget to follow us, too. Yep. At the churn FF at Connor Bods underscore FF at JD Fran 14 week one is a Bruin. We are the churn. Don't forget you've drafted. Now you set your lineups leagues. I need